Hello, fire pitters. Uh, it's MK here. Welcome to episode six of Into the Fire Pit. Today, I'm excited again, as I always say on my episodes, as I have a very special guest on the episode today. Uh, it's someone that I've known uh, for quite a very long time. Um, especially growing up. She's a legendary journalist. Um, her name is Sylvia Walia. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself briefly, um, Sylvia. Okay, thank you so much, um, Kuzo. Okay. I am very grateful that um, you invited me on, on this program, yep. which is a, a, a very fantastic uh, innovation, I must say. Brilliant. Um, like you have already introduced me, um, uh, those are my names, mm-hmm. and I work as a senior public relations officer currently yep. at the Electoral Commission of Zambia. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just by way of uh, describing myself, I am a Christian and okay. uh, a firm believer in God. Brilliant. Not religious, as some sectors of society may want to put it. Okay. It is a personal relationship I have with God and the conviction of who God is in my life. Okay. I'm hardworking, as you will subsequently hear in, yep. in this interview. I'm goal-oriented, genuine, reliable, self-driven. I'm determined and I'm also ambitious, and I know that the word ambitious sometimes um, it has some negative connotations. connotations. Yeah, yeah. But I do believe that uh, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious, as yep. long as you're not stepping on any other person's uh, toes as you yep. you go to your way up or to your achievement. Yep. I absolutely, um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I don't see anything wrong with yeah. the word ambitious for as long as it's in the right context. So that's absolutely yeah, fine. Sure. But yeah. So no, just to say, do you know, part of the reason why I'm also quite excited to have you on the Uh program today is because Uh you are our our very first female guest on the show. And I think it's quite fitting that it's yourself uh, because I do uh, feel that you are quite accomplished uh, as a lady and in the years gone you've you've done quite a bit uh, in terms of when it comes to work uh, which is why yeah. um i reached out to yourself for us to have a broader conversation on just okay. life in general and how you've navigated yeah. through uh you know yeah. the journey of career life and things yeah. like that to get to the point uh to where you are now so you mm-hmm. know just as a starting point uh you know if you don't mind if you could give us just a brief history uh of yourself kind of foundational starting up school and things like that if that's all right okay yeah that's all right uh first of all i think um I'm very, very excited uh, okay. to be the first uh, female participant on Brilliant. this program. Yeah. And uh, something I think um, I, I, I would like to touch on is that uh, I'm also involved in, um, you know, uh, ensuring that um, there's gender parity. Uh, I'm actually a gender focal point person at my office. Okay. And so uh, this makes me very, very excited. That's so really I was born in Kitwe and okay. I grew up in Mukilwa on the Copper Belt province okay. where I spent most of my formative years. Uh, I was born of parents, Mr. Simon and Margaret Walia, who I adore so much and who contributed a lot to what I'm doing today. Okay. They are both late now. May their souls rest in peace. May they rest in peace and sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Apparently my dad was a great public speaker. Okay. And he spoke and wrote very, very good English. He was a minor and okay. my mom worked from home. 
the way mm-hmm. we are doing now, working from home. There you go. Making the COVID, sure that, this COVID yeah. is a serious <laughs> business. It has us working from home. But yeah, so they were exactly. doing it from back then. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's what yeah. my mom did. Okay. And um, yeah, she just made sure that we were all all right. And so I do remember in my childhood, I used to enjoy reading books. Okay. And I still do even now. I make it a point that each time I travel, I get a good book. Okay. And in those days, uh, we used to have in our homes bookshelves. Okay. Just in the living rooms, which I don't actually see much of these days. No. At least here in Zambia, I don't know about the UK. No, no. At all. I will say like a lot of people now, it's more so technology has sort of taken over. So exactly. it's social media, telly, the kids, it's games, exactly. you know, so it's, it's, it's not the same. They do, there is the odd... Um, technology has evolved yeah. where like for example myself i do audiobooks so i yeah. will just listen to some books but i think in terms of okay. reading i think that's gone on the west side but yeah go on continue okay yeah. mm. yes and so uh i used to flood a lot of those books one by one to read okay and i also remember how my parents narrated to me how at a very young age i wanted to start school Brilliant. At the same time as my immediate elder sister, who was at the time qualified, okay, you know, to be, to be enrolled into first grade, and I still recall at that time one of the proof for age to qualify for entry into the first grade. Mm-hmm. What they used to do, and this is very very um, interesting, they'll make you lift either your right arm over your head or yeah. your left to touch the left or right ear. Oh wow! And when you were yes, and when you were yeah. able to do this. It was some kind of proof that uh, you were the right age for entry into school. But I wonder yeah. what impact this this had on the differences in terms of height for the children because some are tall while others are short. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how this worked. But yeah, well, I'm uh, wondering I'm like, yeah, how... until I was able to start school at the same time as my elder sister, okay. who, is, uh, who is also late now. Oh, yeah, sorry and to so hear I must that. say, at a very, very young age, I had this realization deep down my heart mm-hmm. that I had a potential which I had to successfully develop or grow into something. And even though I have reached where I am today, yeah. I still feel I have more to give. And it yeah. is a matter of time, I think, and uh, opportunity. Yeah. And um, what I've observed in Kuzo is that for most people, mm-hmm. is that the traits in their formative years usually show up later in the adulthood. When they're older, once I agree. They are you yeah. know, I can give an example of yourself, Mpuzo. Mm-hmm. What I noticed when you were growing up very early on yeah. was that you you were this assertive, you know, friendly child, very yeah. smart, very interactive. Yeah. Thank you. And this is exactly what I see you are now building on. Oh, wow. Being innovative yeah. and, you know, very, very thoughtful of others. Yeah. This was you. Oh, thank you this so much. You. It's it's interesting that you um that you say that because I absolutely do agree to say your your formative years can have quite a huge impact on who you yes. end up becoming as a person. Um, no wonder I even say in our household to say you know even with my child it's important yeah. that we get those uh, habits going you know with the thing that you commented earlier with the reading you know yes. and if you see the child is interested in a, in a certain talent encourage it yeah. you know build exactly. it that sort of thing but um, exactly. it's, it's quite interesting to say that you you actually came uh, from that environment because I can imagine sometimes people will see that yeah. for example seeing you being a journalist on on the telly yeah. and they'll just think yeah. oh do you know how did that happen so the fact that you've given 
background on that i think that's absolutely uh, amazing because it actually puts some context um to to the journey so which is pretty interesting uh, and pretty amazing now how about your educational journey i don't know if you want to touch uh, a little bit on uh, i know you've you've already touched on primary school and how you got into that but uh are you right to touch on maybe secondary and then you know later educational journey yeah Yeah, sure sure i will definitely touch on that Mm -hmm. um actually it was during my secondary school days that my media and communications career was born oh brilliant you know, I went to Kantanshi Secondary School. Okay. Uh, that's where I did my secondary school. So I joined a public speaking and debating club oh, where we had to compete with other students in other yeah. secondary schools. Oh, and okay. students yeah. also, uh, we also had uh, contests with uh, tertiary institutions. Okay. And I remember one very particular one very well yeah. where we had a contest with the Muflira Teachers Training College. Mm-hmm. At one point, you know, it um, we competed uh, with them uh, during that uh, public speaking contest, okay. and I came out as a, as a best speaker. So you can imagine, I was coming from a secondary school, and uh, the other students were uh, trainee teachers, you know. So they were oh, wow. first of all much older, and then um, they had advanced in terms of their education. Okay. But then when we when we pitched together, I, I still came out as a best speaker. Oh, wow. And uh, Yeah. And whenever my school was having functions, such as the Parents Teachers Association meetings, yeah. those which we call PTA meetings, yeah. I was always assigned to speak on behalf of other pupils. Brilliant. I was given uh, to give bottle thanks, uh, yeah. speeches, and so on. And so... I, I again I cannot forget uh, the late Mr. Sisi. Yeah. He was my headmaster then. He okay. really, really liked what I was doing and encouraged me. Oh and right, followed okay. Me. Yeah. He followed me up until I was even at uh, my current job. Oh he wow. He was very, very proud of me and from time to time phoned me just yeah. to applaud my work wherever he saw uh whenever he saw what I was doing in that yeah. life. I mean, just to touch on that, just to touch on that, like from what you've explained, uh, this is what I always say is so important um, for those formative years, for the things you do to do them right. So when it comes, for example, to school, you know, secondary school Mm -hmm. or coming into, uh, we call it college here, but it's just kind of A-levels. The reason it's so important to get those, um, that time right Mm -hmm. is because you may not know that you're in training. So I feel like all of us as people, we are always in training, but you will get some people that will think, oh, do you know, what's the point of even going to secondary school, right? Or what's the point of being in college? But then what do you don't know is that those small traits and those small things is kind of like you're building up towards who you are going to become, which I won't touch on it yet because uh, we will touch on it um, slightly later on, uh, obviously with where you came uh, to with your career. But I think what you've explained there with what you were doing at school actually makes perfect sense now. It literally puts everything into perspective. So, but yeah, you you can carry on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what you've said is is, uh, very correct. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you know, this is why some stubborn children, uh, you know, whenever people are maybe more senior than them or yeah. they've got more experience than them, if they don't listen at that point, then they lose it. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah. it's very important. No, I absolutely do. So I must do, say, yeah. Um, yeah, whenever I participated in these public speaking contests, I always emerged at the top. 
Oh wow! Yeah. And one, I also won several awards, uh, oh, which brilliant. my parents kept. Yeah. So um, it was at this point I began to desire a career which would involve uh, propounding and articulating issues. Okay. And one career that struck me uh, was journalism. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. You know, yeah. But you see, having lived away from Lusaka, you know, Lusaka is a capital city yeah. where everything is happening. You know, my ambition uh, felt so far-fetched and remote at times. Right. Because those days, it was not uh, the way things are right now. Oh, wow. Where you can literally get almost everything on the internet. Yep. So I had very scanty information on the subject of journalism, even though yeah. I wanted to do it. Yeah. I didn't know where to start from and really? how I could oh, get wow. there. Yeah. You know, although by then I already knew about Evelyn Hall College mm -hmm. and I knew about uh, ZNBC, I knew about, you know, the big university, uh, UNSA, you know, but just how do I, you know, start this uh, thing that I want to do? I yeah. didn't know how I was going to do that. So just but just to see, add on add on to that, sorry, not to interrupt you or anything. Yeah. So it started yeah. out as a dream. So it started out in your in your mind where you envisioned it yeah. and it's something that yeah. could be at the time. Do you know why that's so amazing? The fact that you've said yeah. that. Um I had a friend uh, on my previous podcast mm -hmm. and he's a boxer and he was yeah. giving a story where when he started out, um, you know, he uh -huh. wasn't in the shape to be a boxer, but in his mind he was a boxer. So when you look at oh, this guy wow. now, the physical shape that he's in is excellent. But so it's just kind of touching on that to say, you know, sometimes you, you really do have to think it and you have to be in that mind frame before it's something yeah. that manifests itself. So I think it's quite amazing that you've, you've also said that. But yeah, you can yes. continue. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I, mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to get to that point where okay. I became a journalist. Yeah. But you see, I had so much interest in reading. I had so much interest in public speaking. So okay. I just thought this would be the best thing for me to do. Oh, and so um, by divine intervention, somehow I was given one of those assignments to speak again. Okay. And this time, this time it was a very high profile event for my okay. school, yep. my secondary school, Kantanship where the then uh, Minister of Information and Broadcasting, Mr. David Nkata, is also late, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. He saw rest in peace as well. Indeed. He was present as guest of honor at that event. And so I was uh, giving this vote of thanks and he recognized my talent. And immediately after the event, he called me and asked me what I, I, would, I would like to do after completing secondary school. And so, you know, I jumped at the opportunity Okay. And I told him I wanted to work for an institution like um, Zambia National Broadcasting Corporation, which is ZNBC. BC, yeah. And also, yeah, train as a journalist. Yeah. This is when he asked me to get in touch with him after I completed school. Okay. He gave me information. He gave me all the information on how to go about things. Yeah. And to cut the long story short, I attended interviews at ZNBC mm -hmm. with three or four other people for the job of continuity announcer. Oh, wow. That is after Just to add on before you continue on that, to contextualize mm -hmm. it for people, at oh. that time, ZNBC 
was mm-hmm. the biggest media house in Zambia, exactly. if not the only, exactly. maybe one of, if not the only. I know now they've yeah. got quite a number of them, you know, you've got movie TV, you've got yeah, all these small, smaller media outlets. But at that time, ZNBC was almost, I can, you know, compare it to sort of BBC. It was yes. the largest in, in, in our country, in Zambia at the time. But yeah, yes, it was. It was. Actually, um, yeah, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ZNBC was, I mean, it's, it's an organization that uh, anyone who, yeah. you know, uh, wanted to go into broadcasting mm-hmm. would have liked to work for. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was really like fly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was the one because there's even a story. <laughs> there's even a story. I remembered this story um, uh-huh. to say there was a time when I was younger. I was always really into the arts. So, you know, dancing yes. and, you know, singing. And I always wanted to, yeah. thought I wanted to be a celebrity. I, I won't make this yes. too long. But I remember there was a time where, mm-hmm. like, me and my friends, we actually went for an audition as it didn't be seen. Oh. And I remembered, I think you might have helped to facilitate that, if I'm not oh. mistaken at that time so and i was thinking Mm -hmm. about it i was like oh wow that's a memory that i kind of um forgot but i remember us being young people at that time um i think i was under 10 it was so exciting the fact that we were going to audition for znbc was so big but yeah i thought just to add that in but yeah you can you can continue yeah and and anyone would have liked to be associated with uh, such an institution absolutely it's just that nowadays uh, we have a lot of other broadcasting stations which have yeah. uh, sprung up yeah but uh, uh it's just a different uh, kind of um uh broadcasting uh, station because it's it's a public broadcaster yeah, which is uh, a little bit different from others yeah yeah no, and true. so i was employed uh, as a continuity announcer okay uh, where I was required to be on air on, you know, I worked in, in so many areas of, um, of ZMBC. Okay. I was, a, I was, a, it was a job on training because I came right. uh, straight from secondary school. So while in ZMBC, I worked as a disc jockey on Radio 4, which originally started as Radio Mulungushi. Oh, wow. Maybe we were still too young then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not remember. No, uh, I, I kind of do remember it uh, a little bit because I know my mum and dad were okay. really into Isaac. Was it Isaac? Um, Isaac Mulingadelet. There you go. They absolutely yeah, love that Isaac guy. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm. So um, this was one of the first ever musical yeah. stations in Zambia. If it wasn't the only one. Brilliant. Uh, then, yes. And I also did the news writing, uh, reporting and news casting on both radio and television. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was a very, very exciting time for me because I was finally doing what I really wanted to do. To do. Wow. Yeah. And I must yeah, say, so, sorry, just before you continue, you, you were quite lucky to think, you know, just from the way you've described your story, this sounds like yeah. it was the perfect lane. In fact, no, it sounds like okay. it was the perfect lane for you to go into. So to think that okay. you just had that kind of journey where you ended up yeah. in the job and then you were also in training, uh, that's that's quite yeah. brilliant, if I may say so. But yeah. Yes, you know, so. because I came, I came uh, straight from secondary school into okay. into work. Yeah. Uh, later in life, you know, I met people who who were almost like my age. Who would say, you know, I used to listen to you when I was very young. Absolutely. And then I would ask, 
then I would ask them, so how old are you? Now, then yeah. they would tell me, then I would tell, tell them, okay, I think I did things in reverse because I first started work, then mm-hmm. I went to school. There you while go. others went to university, uh, after university, that's when they went to work. So okay. I started with work, then uh, university, I advanced myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, while at ZNBC, I pursued some studies. Mm-hmm. I obtained a diploma in journalism at Evening Horn College. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and my job at ZNBC actually exposed me to some international travel. Mm-hmm. I remember my first trip overseas was in Berlin, in oh, Germany. Wow, yeah. And, no. Yeah, where I was where I went to study for a course in interviewing techniques. Yeah, I, I will add on to this because this point yeah. here is is quite a, yeah. a key one in our conversation to say, yeah. I remember you um, kind yeah. of speaking to my mother and telling her the yeah. story of you having gone, uh, you know, to Germany. Yeah. I think I remember you at the time yeah. just describing Europe. And at that time, I would have never dreamt uh, of going to Europe, but you were describing it yeah. and saying yeah. how you were furthering yourself in your education. Yeah. I remember that conversation quite vividly i think it got my mom quite interested as well because at that time i think we'd obviously heard we'd had some family members that had traveled but you know hearing it from a first-hand experience and i think with the way you described Mm -hmm. it you were quite descriptive and but i can also remember you being just so casual like oh yeah you know in berlin in in germany and then i'm a a kid and i'm listening to it i'm like oh wow germany and at that time we didn't know about it but i will say this i think that actually sparked a curiosity especially in my (laughs) mother to think you know it's possible having seen you done it so sorry having seen you do it it made her think you know what is something that she could do as well so thank you for that actually but yeah yeah (laughs) you know your mom maybe let me just divert a little bit yeah you know uh and i i must say uh, you must have taken some of the characteristics from your mom oh thank you who lived together with very well at uh, that long acres here in Osaka. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, she was a wonderful soul, always uh, smiling, enterprising, hardworking woman. Yeah. Who, apart from formerly working in the medical field as a nurse, yeah, she doubled it up with some other private entrepreneurship. That's where I learned my yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah, people you wonder. Know, exactly. That's where I got it like, from. You know, yeah. She, she, she used to sell a lot of things, clothes, mm. shoes. And you mm. know, uh, it's very difficult to to find time like that when yeah. you're in formal employment. Yeah. You know, she would go, you know, to work in a uniform, and then later she's doing other things. Yeah, you know, very few women do that. Yeah, and you know, and I, I will say this: when I look at it now, that's why I say, like, my mom, if I could yeah. even be like um, a third, yeah. I'll say a third of who my mom yeah. was. I am a great human exactly. being because now when I look at it from what you've said, like I, I wonder where she got the time from because I'm trying I'm to do the same at the, the moment. Too. The energy as well, right? There's that. I think though, yeah. if you're really wanting something, you, you, you feel that motivation. I'm similar exactly. at the moment where it's like, I do a day job at the moment yes. I work and then outside yes. my day job, that's where I try and do, you know, these other activities like building on, yes. on this podcast. And then I have another yes. business that I started that I'm trying to build as well, but going through it, yeah. having seen it, but yeah. going through it is something completely yeah. different yeah. and it gets yeah. you thinking it's quite exhausting. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. But I think she was an inspiration. And I must say, she was a a self-driven person as well. I agree. Her plans to relocate, you see, even Mm -hmm. her plans to relocate to the UK, it started as a joke. But yeah. eventually, uh, that all panned out so well. Yeah, the drive. You know, it is something, yeah. something to emulate, really. Yeah. It is something to emulate, yeah. yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. And the, the, the difference, like, the, the one thing that I really, really do admire... Uh, you know, and I draw from when it comes to my mother is that yes. with any situation, whenever life gave her lemons, she made yes. lemonade. She always exactly. had the mind of finding solutions, like solution orientated. Exactly. No wonder even exactly. when she was running, because she used to be like a, a nurse in charge mm-hmm. at Kalingalinga Clinic. Oh, I don't yes. know if you remember. Oh yeah, She literally yes, transformed that place. And yeah. I remember her working, but I had one of her friends actually yeah. explain to me like the extent of her work. And I was just thinking, yes. oh, wow, I was admiring her as if she wasn't my own mother. I was living it. But <laughs> and then she, the friend was just telling me like, oh, the way no, she transformed that exactly. place yeah she's telling me a story like oh this is what she did and all of this and i'm just there listening attentively i'm like oh wow do you know what come from a blessed place but yes she was she was a fantastic uh, woman no thank you so much for for speaking of that yeah someone you 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 can admire actually yeah i mean i i do say for myself hopefully um obviously we do better, do you know, myself, my siblings and, 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 yes. and the family. Hopefully it can be a situation where we could just add on a little bit um, to yes. that. So I never think of it to be like, oh, I want to be like mom and things like, no, she had her own yeah. journey. But in my journey, I always think yes. if I can make a difference uh, in this yes. life uh, in any way that I can, then I know yes. like I've lived a purposeful, uh, a purposeful life. That sort of thing. Exactly. Speaking of which, this uh, obviously I did want to touch on this to say, how, how did you end up uh living mm. at long acres because that's where we met we were neighbors you see people won't know this but <laughs> how, oh, how yes, did you end course, up there of course. yeah of course um this is at the time that uh, uh i now started working for zmbc okay and uh yeah so that that's where we, we were allocated uh, some accommodation okay and uh, i was married then yeah. and um um, I had uh, a son. He's yeah. now grown up. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember him very well. Actually, I remember him as a baby. Imagine, now he's a grown man. You can imagine <laughs> that I've also grown because he's um, he's actually at university right now. Oh, he's brilliant. just uh, started at university. So uh, you can imagine that uh, I think years have flown by. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. But you know what they yeah, say so- about black? Black doesn't crack. So you're telling me that. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, <laughs> I haven't even noticed the difference. But um, you know, you may not you may not see it, but you know, you can actually feel it when you're growing yeah. that okay, some things are changing. Are changing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. But it's yeah. a beautiful thing of life, I think. It's 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 a really beautiful thing. So it's a blessing actually. Yeah, it's a it's blessing. A blessing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, getting back to the story about yeah. Germany, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was so advanced at okay. that time. Yeah. You know, some of the digital editing that I learned from there, I couldn't even apply it back oh. home in Zambia. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That was in 1989, I think, somewhere there. Okay. As we had not yet acquired uh, that technology. Uh, kind of equipment and, and, yeah. and software. Yeah. Um, you see, so I also had, uh, apart from Germany, I also had... Uh, short study tours in the USA, Brilliant. in Washington, in yeah. Texas, and other states in Georgia. 
Okay. Somewhere near Alabama, where I can't now remember that state, where I did an introduction to television broadcasting oh, wow. and towards some television stations there. Mm-hmm. Then I also did television documentary production in Seoul, uh, in South Korea. And you know, South Korea was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all these skills, I still use them even in my current even job. Now. Right. Uh, only that now I use it in reverse because mm-hmm. when my organization has to produce, you know, some of those programs for communication purposes, I'm able to say, okay, this, this is, is right. Or this yeah. is supposed to be this way, yeah. you know, because of the skills that I acquired uh, yeah. in my broadcasting uh, days and yeah. so uh, the two uh, uh, intertwine. Okay, now that's so brilliant. I worked, yeah. for, I worked for ZNBC from 1991 yeah. to 2001, and uh, as the world was changing, I realized I needed extra communication skills, which go. would combine well with journalism. Okay. And uh, empower me not to look for sources of news as a journalist, yeah. but to be a source of news myself through uh, the entity that I would join. Absolutely. And so at this point, I decided it was time to move on. Okay. And pursue Just other before more we challenging yeah. assignments. Brilliant. Just before we do touch on that, I did want to ask this to say, do you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember back in the days with you being a journalist, that yeah. was so brilliant. Um, what do yeah. you feel are the main differences, uh, do you know, when, from when you did it, when we compare it now? Uh, you know, even the the people that are now on telly and, and doing what you used to do. Because I feel personally, it, it doesn't have yeah. the same allure that it mm-hmm. once did. You know, back in the days, I remember as a kid, seeing mm-hmm. having seen you on TV, then seeing you in person was like such a mesmerizing yeah. thing. But I don't yeah. know if, if that, you know, that thing is, is still there. Do you feel that they are... Uh, differences from when you were doing it in the 90s um, to yeah, now? Yeah, yeah they mm. are. I think there are um, very good differences. Okay. And um, for me, um, without really mentioning uh, the organizations generally, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I have seen is uh, because there's a lot of competition right now, Yes. there's um, uh, what we call now as uh, citizen journalism, Right, which uh, is really giving competition to uh, the the mainline uh, okay. broadcasting. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that uh, citizen journalism is perfect. Okay, but it gives people another alternative for for news. Right, or it gives them a clue for what they should be following up in terms of news. Absolutely, so at yeah. that time, we were the only ones probably broadcasting uh, news and uh, other information. But now yeah. there are various other sources. So uh, people's attention is um, it's, it's actually divided. Okay. So um, it's even very difficult nowadays to even like really know uh, who is like outstanding or who is the best uh uh, uh, newscaster or, or who is the best um, uh, reporter yeah. because for for you to be known like that you really have to be excellent okay. you really have to that be outstanding true. because people have other alternatives now that's true so yeah, because so, I mean, I will know, say, t- touching on this, because now even social media uh, is media, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. Um, I remember back in the 90s, it wasn't as easy. Now, like even the internet, uh, you know, back home, people yeah. have got the internet on their phone. They can just go to, yeah. to media outlets here now. And then yeah. they've also got their own competition. So whereas back yes. in the days, you maybe had CNN, BBC and exactly. a few of them. Now you've yeah. got hundreds, if not thousands of other yes. media outlets. So yeah. I, I do yeah. agree when you say, I think you really have to, to stand out to be the outlet where people will actually come to but i am hoping that in people having that competition i hope there's a positive side that actually comes out of it whereas people will seek to be better as opposed you know sometimes i feel like it is the age of you know what they say um fake news right that term where people will will actually make false information just to get uh likes or clicks or you know attention that sort of thing so and that's the and that's the pitfall uh, that I will tell you about um, the the digital you know, space yeah. now because there's a lot of uh, fake news and probably that's what differentiates uh, between the traditional media, so to say, yeah. and uh, the the this new media. That's the difference because yeah. you get a lot of uh, news which is unverified, yeah. you know, and um, uh, most of those people that are practicing what they are calling, they can call it journalism, True. but they're not trained, you True. know, to practice journalism. There are certain ethics yeah. that are, um, are required to be in order for I, someone I will to be add a on to this. I'll add on to this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll add on to this. And obviously this is purely anecdotal, but there was a story that I was watching uh, on Facebook about, you know, there's a couple that had accused a Chinese restaurant in Zambia uh, of being Mm -hmm. discriminatory. And there'd been an immediate outlet that went there. I think they they pretty much got the, uh, you know, the news that they wanted to get basically came on social media you know spread this story of saying oh my god there's this uh, mm-hmm. restaurant that's discriminating against uh you know zambians yeah. and things like that and as as yeah. rightly so you'd be outraged thinking oh my god how can they be doing that it's in zambia yeah. however there's a exactly. there's a blogger there's a man i don't know if you mm-hmm. know him he's called uh, simon mwewa he calls himself simon mwewa lane online yeah yeah and he actually went there to speak to the owner uh-huh. of that restaurant just to get a, a more holistic point of view yeah. in regards to what exactly. had happened and so the man was actually explaining uh, the story of, of mm-hmm. saying what had happened and what he was saying basically yeah. the gist of it not getting too much into it was the fact that yeah. what they were stating to the people that had come uh, to their business was the fact that mm-hmm. they had a policy of wearing masks do you know because of the coronavirus that was going on exactly. so what, what they yeah, stated sure. yeah was that the person that they'd stopped from coming into their uh, place was because they weren't wearing a mask but the people that were wearing mm-hmm. a mask they had allowed them and they explained to them the reasoning behind it or what he was saying yeah. i think he had an employee that tried to explain it perhaps they didn't explain it very well but anyway the gist yeah. of it is that mr mwewa came back from that conversation with a completely different point of view because he'd heard it from the source however i feel like if you'd gotten that story from whatever was being spread by the media outlet you'd be ready to kind of go at at those people so i think that's that's really important to have a more open point of view it is very important and um, i wish people could be more responsible as they do that because um but you see, everyone is yeah. so free now. They yeah. can, you can actually uh, have your own uh, TV station online. 
Really? That's it. Yeah, oh, yeah YouTube looking, actually I mean, is that. Yeah, YouTube. You, once mm-hmm. you bypass a certain number of uh, followers yeah. on whatever you're doing, then you're already qualifying as a, as a, in a way. A media person. Um, as a media, you yeah. know, because you are reaching out to masses of people. Yeah. And so this is why it calls for people to be more responsible yeah. as they do that. Yeah, I mean, I will add on to that as well to say I do honestly believe that people need to be very careful what they consume, not to be all giving anyone advice. Obviously, we're grown people, everyone will do whatever they want. But that thing that you've stated, like now it's more about popularity. So the person who has more people following them is the people, you know, is the person who people gravitate towards. And I have seen a few personalities that will be Mm -hmm. speaking and it almost seems as if what they're speaking is a holy gospel. But when exactly. you listen to it, it's actually quite sad because yes, I think to myself sad. to be like, you know, you will get young people, you will get other people that really want to be in mm-hmm. that consuming from that person. Yes. And the person will, will be really talking like they're saying something. But yes, I'll be thinking, exactly. oh my God. And then people will continue to follow and follow and follow. But then again, it's coming back to the point of, do you know, like if it's a, it's mm-hmm. a train wreck, a train wreck will still have mm-hmm. views, right? You still look at that because it's something oh my god what's happened there that's how i feel like media sometimes is uh nowadays where sometimes it may not be the best of things where you'll be watching someone almost go into a depression and no one says anything they just watch them exactly you know it all boils down to morals as well because uh, people are taking advantage of social media and even just slandering people anyhow yes that's another thing yes really um you know, it's, it's also about morals because yeah. if you have morals, you won't go to social media and just do something that you wouldn't really do off uh, nope. the media space because yeah. you, what you do in the media space, it means that's what you can actually do Absolutely. even off. But I think people take advantage of the anonymity yeah. where no one can identify them sometimes. Ah, but you see, that is subjective. You see, the whole anonymity, the thing is now, you know, like uh, social media is public. So you actually get some people sometimes they record these things and it's in the public domain. So do you know the websites that run those things? They now own that content and they can actually use it or other people can take it and use it however they please. What people don't understand sometimes is that in doing that, Mm -hmm. this could actually end up affecting you in the future sure. in your life it may it affect would, your business it, uh, yeah it would a lot uh-huh. a lot even when you look for employment, employment and things yeah. like that business you know yeah it's part of the security checks nowadays absolutely uh, they will even tell you yeah absolutely i've been to yeah. jobs where they'll ask me we need your linkedin profile facebook yes. instagram to be able to see yeah. what it is you've been doing but i feel yeah, like it's now do them is who, yeah. is who you are absolutely that's the way i see it myself yeah. it's, it's now the the culture as well just adding on to that the thing that takes it to even mm-hmm. another level is the culture of live so i don't know if you've seen yes. these lives so you've, you have facebook lives you've got instagram yes. live so anyone can from anywhere yes. can pretty much just go live start Uh saying start talking start doing things and sometimes you know when you're in the moment you don't really take full consideration of what it is you're doing so you're in the moment but by the time you're done on that live you may not actually understand that your life has now shifted in a way where you can't go back people don't really think about that you know so yeah very true (laughs) that is very very true and also uh the the sharing of information as well 
Yeah. I think uh, when you receive information which you're not sure about, yeah. uh, I know people are using the WhatsApp, which is like really a dark web where people oh, yeah. send just, anything. Uh, you know, pass on information like that. So, you know, some responsibility should just be exercised where when you receive information which you see yeah. that this can be damaging, you let it end with you. Absolutely. Don't post it or repost it. Don't share yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I'll add on to that as well to say in, in our community, this is partly why I started this podcast, because I was saying to one of my friends to say, I, I have noticed that there's very, there are very few outlets that are interested in putting out positive media or positive content about people's real stories and that sort of thing the ones that do it will always try and find a way to either one up the guest or try and find something that will make it go viral that sort of thing so the heart of our people is not really there to say having being mindful you know or being having that empathy but you know as a people if we band together to do what you've said to say do you know what i'm going to take personal responsibility to say this thing here i'm not going to share it or i'm not going to watch it beyond that to actually say do you know what let's put out positive content and let's also support positive content because that can only make us better as a people you know so i do think that is a greater responsibility on pretty much you know everyone hopefully the people that will be listening to this but yeah yeah sure i agree so yeah so coming back just to obviously uh, went on to mm-hmm. that uh you stated you came out of journalism uh from 2001 One. uh going yeah. to the electoral commission of zambia is that correct yeah i joined okay. the, yes i joined the electoral commission of zambia mm-hmm. i started out as an assistant public relations officer brilliant and so while at the commission yeah. i acquired my bachelor of arts degree in communication Okay. This uh, from the University of South Africa, and I also went further and undertook a Master of Science degree in project management. Oh, brilliant! Uh, mainly because uh, project management is is a cross-cutting uh, kind of uh, training. Of course, yeah. I, I did this um, at the Copper Belt University right here in Zambia. Okay. And then, uh, plus several other uh, electro-related uh, certificates. Okay. No. So How talking do... about my yeah. work. Sorry, go on, yeah. Talking about my work at the Electoral Commission, mm-hmm. um, well, I think it, uh, it's been an eye-opener okay. uh, for me to the dynamics at play in politics. Okay. Because you know, sometimes you, you see politicians on TV and maybe you see them quarreling or fighting. Yeah. But really what you see on TV is not exactly how they how relate. How it is. Okay. When they meet, you know, when yeah. they meet their, their friends, their sisters, their brothers, their oh, wow. aunties most of the times. So okay. really for me, uh, this was an eye-opener. Okay. And then the commission being a very sensitive institution has taught me to exercise discipline yeah. in whatever else I'm doing, you know, uh, such as uh, meeting my targets. Okay. I've also, I've also been exposed to extensive travel, both locally and abroad. Abroad. Because, oh, wow. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that only know uh, Zambia as Lusaka and, and uh, Copper, you know, Belt. This is why Copper Belt, Eastern Province, why, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eastern mm-hmm. Province, yes. And Eastern Province has developed so much because of. So really? Need I need to go there, you know. I need to come and, and, and see. see. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it has developed quite a bit. Yeah. It, I mean, I will not... say this. I touched on this on an episode with my friend, my good friend Raymond. He's a Zambian uh, guy doing really okay. well here in England as well. I touched okay. on it saying that Zambia, I I feel that. I feel like I never really explored it uh, yeah. as a country just from, from a point of view of just seeing it fully. Yeah. Uh, right. I All I knew was Lusaka. Good. Copper Belt, Eastern. Yeah. So now yeah. that's one of my goals. Like on my bucket list is I do want to come there uh, with a the view of okay. just finding out a little bit more about the land which I come from and what yeah, opportunities are there for business as well. Because I, I, I know with technology coming on, there will mm-hmm. be quite a few opportunities there. So that's quite exciting yeah. as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You, you, you should come after this. Yeah. Uh, uh, corona ends oh yeah definitely and okay. i haven't been since uh 2012 i think so it's quite a while i'm assuming there will have been quite a yeah. few changes now won't they so yeah, they, they, they will definitely yeah you, 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 there's a lot yeah the example has changed generally i think we unless uh, this situation that we we have globally Mm-hmm. just uh, puts us a little bit behind but i think we've made quite a lot of strides in okay. terms of yeah what is on the ground yeah no absolutely and i think with the current situation it really is challenging uh everyone but i do feel yeah. as well with this kind of situations i do feel it's god trying to tell us something right it's god trying to tell us to kind of calm down a little bit and review if you've got a plan because what a lot of people have to think is that this year the reason why it's so significant is the starting point of the decade that's coming right so it's 2020 which means you need to make either a five-year plan or you need to make a a a 10-year plan even so to say from 2020 to 2030 what are your plans you know what do you intend to achieve so this year where we're all now you know kind of stuck i feel people having a little bit more time it allows you to actually map out you know what your process is going to be that sort of thing or the things that you do want to achieve because i do know sometimes people can get a little bit caught up on looking on the more negative side of things thinking oh my god we're stuck at home and we're not going out that sort of thing but there's so many other things that you can be thinking about which are more more on the positive side of things yes yes and um i I just want to think that while this thing is going on there's Mm -hmm. a a number of things you can do in the safety of your home absolutely just like now we we're doing something constructive right now it didn't require us to go out there but we're here doing something, you know, and uh, a lot of people can think of, you know, things that other they can things do. that are constructive yeah. uh, within this time. And for me, I look at this time to be also an opportunity because currently um, we are working from home. Yeah. And, um, you know, not throughout, but the times that we work from home, I'm sure you can get some pauses here and there. Absolutely. It's, it's not the same as when you are sitting in that office from no. 8 to, to 5. And yeah. even when we work, we we knock off at 15 hours, which is um, two hours less than yeah. the, the normal times that we, 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 we work. Yeah. So... It's an opportunity for for us to do one or two other things. Absolutely, well. and I will say it's not even just from like a, a business point of view or a work point of view. Mm-hmm. It's also even from a spirituality point of view. I know exactly. you mentioned uh, earlier. It's a time to just have yes. have your time with 
God, yes. you know, yes. pray, find yes. yourself, you know, get back to it. If it's something yes. that you've lost a little bit, find that time now. You, you've got it to where um, yeah. you can seek that because there's, there's a little bit more silence than they know there is. Because, you know, when you're in the office, sometimes there's so yeah. much noise. And I don't mean this in a literal yeah. sense. I mean, there's just yeah. so much going on that you're exactly. so consumed in it. By the time the day is gone, you come home, you're exhausted. You don't really yeah. have the time to be focusing on other things. Whereas yeah. I find that yeah. working from home, even though I'm working, I can still yes. be creative, which is something yeah. that wasn't happening before. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, yeah. I didn't that really have very, that. Very true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, talking about what you have said, yeah. during this time, I've also had uh, a, a lot, you know, quite some time in the presence of God because Brilliant. you see I start work at eight yeah. and so if I'm going to the office if I'm driving to the office I'll drive one hour okay going to the office it's not very far all right okay, it should yeah. be a 15 minutes drive but because of traffic it if takes I'm going an hour. to work I'll have yeah. to wake up maybe 5 30 or 6 okay. to drive to work but if I'm working from home now it means I can even wake up 10 minutes to eight Okay. And start doing whatever I can do. And if I'm going for work, I'm driving to work. There's no traffic anymore. Oh, A wow. journey which used to take me uh, one hour, it now takes me 15 minutes. 10 minutes, okay. So, yeah. yeah, I have a lot of time to even read the Word of God and yeah. just be in the presence of God. And also just reflect on life. Absolutely. It has just given me that, that, that kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely and that's really important and that's another thing that i think you know people don't really get the chance to do that because you know the world the way it is it really is a rat race where you're, you're caught it up in, in in the world and there's always something to be doing by the time you realize it it's the weekend and the week is gone exactly. but if you try and think back to what have you done in that week it's almost you can't remember yes. because you've just been so busy or so caught up in the things that you need to sort out that you don't yes. even have that little time to yourself whereas this exactly. is actually giving you a whole lot of time um to yourself exactly. to say you know just take it back a little bit uh plan it yeah. out so that even in this coming decade not even in the years or you know but in this yeah. coming decade what is it you want to do what do you want to change or you know what yeah. do you want to work towards even because that's yes. even a thing planning to start on what you're going to work on that's also something that you you have to do as opposed to just you know new year's resolutions are always saying you're going to do things exactly. and never following and through did make some new year yeah. resolutions i think mm -hmm. or i didn't make any but i know no, that people i don't must have made their new year resolutions for 2020 yeah. Yeah. and they might might have even said 2020 is my best it's year, my year. So now <laughs> everything has been flipped upside his head now. what are you saying now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree i agree yeah. and that's how god works though that i say you know yeah. we have our plans uh, he yeah, has his he own. Has his so you might think uh, something's going to be one way and it completely throws yes. you off. But what I always say, like I have been reading a through a few stories actually of people that have actually made a success of this period obviously not to take lightly uh, of it or anything like that no, understand no, it's a serious no, no, no. situation and things like that but i was reading about a guy that is now a millionaire here in england and really? he's a pe teacher and on youtube the thing that you said about media all he does is he teaches exercises and teaching people how to exercise but because he does it in such an entertaining way he's blown yes. up and he's gone from being a regular pe teacher to now he's a millionaire pe teacher 
right? Oh, and it's, it's partly because of this situation that we're in. He took that, yeah. saw an opportunity and yeah. has used it, you know, to his own, that's, that's, to his own advantage. So, yeah. yeah, that's really great. That's great. Yeah, no. It's definitely yeah. something uh, something that's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, we'll be coming to um, kind of a close of the podcast. Um, I know it always feels so short, but I feel like we would yeah. get into so many things that why I always yeah. say is that for anything else, uh, what we can always do is pick up on it again, because I do believe yeah. that for all the guests that I normally have on the podcast, um, yeah. I would love to have you again, perhaps on a different topic. So I know this yeah. topic was is more so, or this uh, se- series or season, whatever you yeah. call it, is more yeah. so about transition and, you know, the build up and that kind of thing. But there will be okay. other uh, topics as well. Uh, but before I go to closing, actually, uh, I know you have been mm-hmm. doing some work currently in terms of sec- some communi- community work. Yeah. I remember, you know, in our preliminary conversation, you did say something about, uh, you know, just giving back uh, oh, to your school. Okay. Do you remember? Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, because I started from Mithira at my yeah. secondary school, mm-hmm. in the future, I'd just like to go back to that school and just begin from there. Brilliant. I would like to, to be mentoring young people in public speaking. Yeah. Because I believe uh, they are the future leaders, and as long as you are a leader, yeah. not just in political office, you may be required to speak to people in one way or the other. Yeah, and uh, you must you must deliver. So I feel uh, this is a God given assignment yeah. which I will undertake. And in fact, I started working on this before uh, the COVID nineteen. But I, I think I'll have to find a way of going in to just implement that and then i will uh, then eventually roll it out uh, to other places and to other districts as well and i plan to uh like other people did at that time for me i would like to uh sponsor uh, the prizes for those who do very well in public speaking and um, i think that i'm ready to actually uh dig into my pockets uh for this just to just to give back oh wow do you know what that is absolutely amazing to hear that and i think that is always such a noble thing because what that will mm-hmm. give you the sense of the sense of satisfaction that you get from that i don't think you can place any monetary value on it yeah, no. i feel like yeah. that's something that just does something uh, for you so and i i must say i feel you know you do have so much to give in terms of yes. knowledge in terms of experiences in terms of just a being a well-rounded lady a well-rounded woman so do you know for for the girls that are in those developmental stages that just need to hear that person uh, you can actually end up or in fact let me say you will end up sparking something in them where they will have a vision of perhaps things that may not seem like they're so in the current time but they will be so if they keep that um, flame burning you see moving yeah. forward so uh i think that would be absolutely amazing work and uh yeah i support you all the way in in undertaking it uh, i will also say to say myself at any point if there's any way that i could help as well that's one of the things okay. that I, I like okay. to put myself for to say okay. that uh you know <laughs> i kind of volunteer 
but yeah okay great okay but just to say if you'd like to uh for me oh in fact i'll give my closing remarks to say it's been an absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. speaking to yourself yeah. uh because okay. you've given so many gems uh and mm-hmm. so much good knowledge that i wasn't even expecting now I always say I don't come into this with any expectation, but from having seen okay. you from when I was younger, seeing you now, yeah. uh, I always yeah. knew to say that you do have uh, that something to say, uh, something that will yeah. inspire someone, and something that will most yeah. certainly change uh, someone's yeah. life. But yeah, if you'd like to give some closing remarks, uh, okay. just as we finish, okay. you can go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think uh, my closing remarks are that despite all that I have achieved. It's not without challenges or okay. difficulties. Yeah. Sometimes, like a lot of other people, have experienced serious setbacks. Yeah. But I believe that setbacks are there to set us up for bigger and greater challenges. Absolutely. Because as we go through the storms of life, we have to find one thing or the other to run yeah. back to. Absolutely. And in my case, I run back to God. Brilliant. He did not say we shall not have problems, but he said we shall overcome. Absolutely. And one thing I have learned when I have uh, challenges is to know who to share with yeah. because when you share certain things with some people you come out more confused because Anywhere. of the advice that they'll give you That's maybe true. what works for them may not work for you or me because situations are not exactly the same Absolutely. and also be aware be aware of naysayers who instead of bandaging and oiling the wound they will now aggravate the wound or a problem Amen. The challenge with such people is that even if it is not your fault, they will judge you. Uh, that they will judge you and yeah. even declare you ineligible for future success because yeah. of what you may be going through. Yeah. So run to God; He yeah. will not disqualify you. And um, as Joel Austin says, God is the waymaker, our yeah. healer, our provider, yeah. protector, and is bigger than our problems. And I know absolutely. This. My bishop at church also taught on this fundamental subject last Sunday. And he said, when you are passing through a season or a storm, God will look at your confession, your attitude, and your response. So these things are very, very important. And that's what I would like to say in your closing. Thank you so much. Yep. No, you are more than welcome. We have been blessed um, to have you on this program. Uh, I know we could go for another uh, hour or two hours hour. just because, you know, <laughs> there's always something to say. But just once again, thank you so much uh, for allowing me to kind of speak to you and have this conversation in depth to find yeah. out a little bit, uh, you know, in fact, not a little bit, to find out a lot about yourself <laughs> and how you became the lady that at you yeah. uh, at the moment yeah uh, so thank once again you, yeah thank you so much for this you're opportunity welcome. as well oh you're welcome you're you're most yeah. welcome and as i stated you know in the future yeah. uh, i would like to speak to you yeah. again perhaps on a different topic uh, okay, and great. once again the whole point is just to bless people uh give yeah. them some knowledge that they may not already know and just putting out positive content as we stated earlier exactly. something that can actually sure. benefit people's lives as opposed to doing okay. the the opposite but yeah. yeah so this that has been our episode six uh, of into the fire pit so until we talk again thank you